Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 17th of August. Calls are continuing this morning for Scott Morrison to resign from Parliament as the fallout continues over the former Prime Minister's portfolio controversy. It's been revealed he secretly appointed himself to jointly run health, resources, finances, home affairs and treasury when he was Prime Minister during the COVID pandemic. The current federal government is now seeking legal advice, but the Governor-General maintains Mr Morrison's actions were in line with the Constitution. Federal Opposition Leader Peter Dutton says he won't be asking for Mr Morrison's resignation, but some of his own MPs, including Karen Andrews, says Scott Morrison must go would be appropriate, in my view, for Scott Morrison to resign and to leave Parliament. It is now up to him what he chooses to do. While former Prime Minister John Howard has weighed in on the debate, saying he doesn't think Scott Morrison should quit, he's told the ABC it wouldn't be a smart move for the embattled Liberal Party. It's not in the interest of the Liberal Party to have a by-election at the moment in a very safe seat, particularly as in the state of New South Wales we will face a state election in the early part of next year. So if anybody cares about my party, the Liberal Party, then the last thing I'll do is be requesting unwanted by-elections. Meantime, the portfolio controversy has reignited calls for a Royal Commission into the national pandemic response. But the AMA says it doesn't want another investigation. Instead, it's pushing for a national centre to be established to better deal with future COVID waves. Here's AMA President Steve Robson. Australia should have a Centres for Disease Control, a CDC of our own, so that we can manage future threats and coordinate nationally and avoid the, the issues that we see between federal, state and territory. And as the COVID-19 pandemic continues, general practitioners are now calling for a major Medicare overhaul with fears the bulk billing system will collapse without it. New research has revealed almost 40% of patients are waiting as long as three weeks to get in to see a bulk billing doctor. WA Chair of the Royal Australian College of GPs, Dr Ramna Raman, has told Channel 9 it's a distressing time for many. What we are wanting to see is better Medicare rebates and therefore better sustainability of general practice. But we are also calling on the government to better boost the funding for general practice so that we are able to continue to support our patients and also continue our care. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and Sydney commuters are again being warned to expect major delays today with rail workers walking off the job. It comes as the union and New South Wales government continue their dispute over train safety and pay. Our reporter Amy Goggins has more from Sydney. That's right, Tash. Plenty thinking. Here we go again with Sydney siders told to prepare for a day of disruption across the network today. Transport for New South Wales says there will be a significantly reduced timetable as industrial action continues over the safety of a new fleet and a pay deal with the T2 Inner West and Leppington, T3 Bankstown and T8 Airport and South Lines all impacted. So if you have got a flight to catch, the advice is to give the train a miss. Think about maybe catching a taxi or, uh, or a personalised transport rather than a train uh, to make sure you get to your plane on time. 
That's Matt Longland from Sydney Trains there. While intercity and regional passengers will also be impacted by the industrial action and should plan ahead, it comes as a new poll found almost 60% of people who travel on trains in the state say they support or strongly support rail workers taking industrial action in order to stand up for safety. And to WA, and a teenager has praised his friend for saving his life after a shark attack off the state's south coast. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. The story is quite remarkable, with the victim thanking his quick-thinking friends for his actions. Luke Pascoe was beaten by a shark off Mistaken Island near Albany while spearfishing on Monday, where he received lacerations to his lower leg. Took one turn, had a look at me, took another turn, and on that last turn, it just came straight for me and bit me on the legs. His friend, Connor Shirley, sprung into action, carrying the 17-year-old for two kilometres across rocks back to their vehicle before driving him to a local hospital. Tash Connor has been hailed a hero, but he's told Channel 9 he did what he had to do. I just saw the tears in his wetsuit. I put my weight belt around his left leg, just above his knee where he was bitten, and then I put my, my knife strap, I tightened that right up around his calf on his right leg. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Big day today and tomorrow with key economic data set to be released and the results will no doubt have a big impact on the current inflation situation and also interest rates. Good morning, Tasha. Yes, it certainly is. It's a double whammy. We've got uh, unemployment numbers are out tomorrow and they're expected to hold flat at 3.5. But today is the all-important wage price index data that's coming out. And that basically shows, are our wages going up? Now, the consensus is that we'll see a 0.8% increase, which uh, would take the annual rate up to 2.7. But given inflation is marching towards this 7%, real wages task, they're still going backwards. Now, if these numbers come out, if it's what, you know, the expected numbers do, 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 make, do make it, then economists are predicting that the cash rate will rise by 0.5% in the September board meeting. But look, it's not all bad news for wages. Uh, some data to come out this morning by job-seeking platform Robert Half finds that employers are lifting their salary budgets by 20% to account for inflation and 96% are prepared to award rises to their staff for this financial year. But what I found interesting in the data is that uh, even though workers are saying the cost of living is hurting them, less than half of employees actually intend to ask for a, a, a rise. So I guess the message here is that if you don't ask, you don't get. The important thing is basically to to benchmark yourself and see what your skills are worth. There are lots of online calculators to let you know what your benchmark salary will be. But again, it'll be a case of there'll be industries that are willing to do this and can afford to do it and others that can't. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Australia's housing market is set to really fall until 2024. Now, this is a new expert claiming this from a major bank, but we have seen previously the experts can get it wrong. Look, Tashin, you've hit the nail on the head. These are forecasts, and yes, we have seen them coming terribly wrong, which just goes to show you can never time the market. But nonetheless, it's interesting to see what they are forecasting. A big bank, ANZ, has rejigged its forecast, saying house prices are set to fall almost 20% by the end of 2023 before they recover in 2024. Essentially, this revision has come out um, come out after they've revised their forecast for the official cash rate 
they're being a lot more aggressive. They're saying it's going to peak at 3.35 by the end of this year. So when you're looking at Sydney houses, they're saying that they're going to fall as much as 14% this year and another 6% next year. So that's a total of 20% drop between the peak to trough. And then prices are likely to rise by 6% in 2024 as interest rates start to decline. It's interesting to note in their paper that they're really concerned about borrowers on fixed rate loans. Now, according to ANZ, around half of the current fixed rate loans will see an increase of over 40% in repayments. Yeah, that's a lot. If their cash rate goes to Mm 3.35 by the end of this year, 40% jump in repayments. Look, the tip here is be sure once you roll off, don't stay on that rate. Chances are it's going to be a lot higher. Ask your lender for the best deal. And given the average standard barrel rate is sitting at 4.47%, but the cheapest is 3.0%, 3.07, sorry, there's still savings that can be made if you want to refinance. 100%. Great tips as always. You have a lovely Wednesday. Thanks, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, what a bombshell out of the NRL. How could this happen? Queensland is now in the box seat to snatch the grand final from Sydney with a decision expected today. Yeah, good morning, Tash. I didn't think this could actually happen given that Sydney is contracted to hold the NRL grand final until 2042. But after fresh talks with both governments, New South Wales and Queensland, it seems like there's another breakdown with the New South Wales government. Of course, Peter Volandis, the ARL Commission chairman, was promised funding for stadium upgrades. He had threatened to send the decider to Queensland if he didn't get it. Now, the commission is due to meet today and Peter Volandis says that uh, currently it's on a knife's edge as to who will get it. So potentially it looks like Queensland is in the box seat to secure the NRL grand final. And plenty of controversy also off-field. The NRL has taken the next step in investigating Knights duo Kalen Ponga and Kurt Mann over that toilet cubicle incident. Yes, they've been target-tested, target-drug-tested by the NRL for illicit drugs in the wake of that infamous uh, video. It was claimed that Ponga was feeling ill, leading to Mann going to support his captain. The pair have yet to be punished. Uh, former NRL star James Graham has told Fox Footy it should be a wake-up call for Ponga as the Knights' captain. Caelan Ponga, we all know what he's capable of doing. There is the outside noise that perhaps he doesn't apply himself. I hope that this is a big learning curve for him and he doesn't look back in years to come and go, what a waste of talent. Yeah, we'll wait and see where this investigation leads. And Brett, the AFL has slapped five clubs with huge fines for COVID breaches. Yeah, fined by the Integrity Department for breaching COVID controls throughout uh, the season. Sydney, Richmond, Collingwood, Brisbane and St Kilda have been slapped with those fines. The sanctions will be taken from their soft caps for 2022 and 2023. So the soft cap is for spending on things like uh, coaches, um, exercise science and the like. So that's a fairly big hit. Uh, They reportedly failed to complete rat tests, falsifying photo evidence of their test results. They were sending through earlier test results. The Swans, the hardest hit, copying a $100,000 fine uh, with half to fall in their soft cap. Now, just on the latest out of the Bombers, uh, days of drama this week. Ben Runton is the coach for now, although it appears uh, that he could be sacked and moved on in the coming days. Alastair Clarkson uh, is keen to speak to the Bombers. He's told North Melbourne he will do so before making a call as to whether he wants to coach them. The Kangaroos now have reportedly 
given him a 24-hour deadline. He has withdrawn his interest from the Giants. Ben Rutten, you have to feel for him, arriving at Tullamarine yesterday. Reporters waiting to hear from him. He says his focus is on their final round clash with the Tigers. I've been doing my job and preparing the players for this week. I'm uh, here to finish this week off and finish this season off. Yeah, more change to come at the Bombers in the coming days, I reckon. It's more drama than bold and beautiful at the moment with sport, Brett. Sure is. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Tash. And Australian actor Chris Hemsworth may soon be a hero on and off the big screen with the movie star investing in a major project to bring the Tassie Tiger back to life. Chris and his brothers Luke and Liam are backing a genetic engineering company which is working on a de-extinction project at Melbourne University. The animal has been extinct for nearly a century, but the Thor star says his family remains dedicated to supporting conservation efforts and Australia's biodiversity. He is a hero. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.